When you're making a recipe, like let's say you're making a cake, doesn't that sound good right now? And you leave out just one ingredient. Like let's say you forget the eggs. What happens to the cake? The cake flops. Like there's certain things. If you want predictable success, you've got to make sure all the ingredients are included. And that is especially true when it comes to making a social media post that actually gets engagement, that helps you to attract new followers. But when you're just about to post, sometimes it's like hard to remember all of those things. I use a checklist, and this is the same checklist that I give to all of my Instagram students, and I want to give it to you for free. So you can download it right now. Just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. Now, here's a bonus tip. Once you get this checklist, save it to your phone, like save it to your notes. That way you're going to get in the habit of checking it just before you post each time, and you should see a nice little improvement in your Instagram engagement and growth. Again, you can grab that by going to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. And as always, all links can also be found in our show notes. You don't have to remember it. In fact, you can click on it right now and the episode will continue to play. Hey there, what's going on? Thanks so much for joining me today on Build Your Tribe. And today's episode is devoted entirely your questions about micro-influencers, nano-influencers, and what goes into getting your own brand deal. All right, let's get to it. And I'm going to answer these questions very honestly because, I don't know, I listen to podcasts sometimes and I'll hear the host kind of sugarcoating things or making something sound like it's easier than what it really is. And I just don't think that serves anybody because you have to go into these things with the right expectations. So, Having said that, let me answer this very first question. Here is what Lisa wants to know. I really don't like social media. I certainly don't like posting and putting myself on social media. I don't consume a lot of social media, but I like the idea of if I am going to use it, being able to monetize. Okay, well, first of all, I don't know if there was a question in there, but I am going to make an observation. And it's this, we can't assume that because something's a great opportunity, it's a great opportunity for everyone and that, there isn't a right fit and a wrong fit. I think if you don't like social media and you don't go on social media, it's just an awkward fit. It's, it's not the right thing. Daniel would like to know, what are the typical rates I can expect to charge based on the size of my following? He lists his following size. All right, well, first of all, there are ranges. And if you look online, I think that's a great place to start. And by the way, we have done all that research for you. We do have a course that teaches you how to get brand deals. It's called Brand Deals 101. But for the purpose of this podcast, and by the way, we'll have a link in the show notes as always, but for the purpose of you know you doing your research, start with Google. And may I warn you that it's very important you look at 2022 statistics because a lot of people cite statistics and rate cards that made sense in 2021, but so much has changed. Most notably, If you look at rate cards from like 2019, 2020, even 2021, they're usually going to mention follower count and brands have wised up. They realize like follower count doesn't matter that much. It might get their attention when you're sending your pitch letter, but really what they care about is your engagement and they monitor engagement, not just by looking at your feed posts. They're also going to want to know what type of viewership do you get on your stories? Because a loyal follower isn't just looking at your feed posts. Your most loyal followers are the ones who want to know everything about you. 
They want to know about your lifestyle. They want to know about the clothes you wear, the food that you eat, the car that you drive, the house that you live in, even if your niche is teaching TikTok. So when people are very engaged, when our followers are very engaged, that's when they start watching stories and brands that have figured out how to monetize the return on investment have done their due diligence. And there's a formula. (laughs) They know, okay, based on the amount of followers this person has, what should we be looking for in terms of story views and shares and likes? And when they really get granular, they look at what type of comments you get. Okay, for example, the other day, I posted up a reel on Instagram and within about three minutes, I had, I'm not even kidding, no less than 50 bot comments. Now, yeah, if you just look, it's like, oh wow, 50 comments in a matter of minutes. And as we said before on the show, when you do get those bot comments, you can block them if you want, but you can also just leave them. It doesn't necessarily hurt you. Some people might even argue that it helps you because it does count towards the overall engagement, right? So that counts as engagement. So it it boosts your engagement score. But a savvy brand coordinator, the person who works with the influencers and works with the smaller creators, they know to look at what type of comments you're getting. And the type of comments that show the best engagement are, are you ready for this? Questions. So when people comment things like, this is funny, that's great, or you know, just a bunch of emojis, that kind of engagement doesn't mean anything. Number one, of course, it could be bought. Uh, those could be bought comments. But the comments that really show a brand that your following is engaged are the people who are asking questions. Because when people ask questions, that's happening because they know they're gonna get answers. So that's a really powerful thing for you to work on. It's like, how can you get the people who are following you to ask you more questions? And that falls under the category of curiosity marketing. So look up that subject here on Build Your Tribe. Just type in Build Your Tribe and curiosity marketing because I recently did a podcast where I talked about all the different ways that you can intentionally create curiosity because curiosity creates questions. And when we answer questions for our followers, it builds the relationship, it builds the trust. Next, Shaleen, how do I go about getting my first brand deal? I have a small following, but it's very loyal and very engaged. And I don't know how to set my rates if I have no prior brand deals under my belt. Okay, this is a great question. So it depends. Personally, I don't think that there's one answer for this. I am pretty picky about the brand deals that I will take. There is not only a dollar amount, but I also, I don't like working with brands where they're testing me. And I'm at a level where I can say that, like if a brand comes to me and they say, well, we wanna pay you for, I don't know, one series of stories and here's the amount we wanna pay you. I say, thank you very much. I prefer to work with brands on a more continuous basis. So if we could set up a campaign, even if it's just a 90 day campaign, that's gonna get me more income. I personally prefer to do that because I know that it takes more than one touch point for the average customer to even recognize, oh, this is something that's for sale. People have to see an offer multiple times before they take action. So if someone's giving me a one-off, I'm not gonna look great to the brand and it's a lot of work to have to negotiate and the back and forth and back and forth of emails and you know, approving copy, approving the post, et cetera. 
But for someone who's just getting started, it's important that you demonstrate flexibility, but maintain your integrity. If there's one piece of advice I can give you, and this question was not asked in any of them that I'm going to go through today, but I just want to give you everyone who's listening this piece of advice, never, and I mean never, partner with a brand or a product unless you 100% truly think this is a great product and it's priced well and their customer service is great. Like these things are important. That's No one asks this question because you don't realize this is going to happen until you start getting brand deals. And that is your audience will see you as an extension of that brand. That means if the product malfunctions or if they've got any issues, guess who they come to? They don't go to the brand's website. They go to you. And, you know, if you just ignore those messages, then you look like you're just in it for the money. So it's a real pain in the butt. And I've had this happen. If you ever partner with a brand, I partnered with a brand that I I love their product. I love the company. I didn't realize their order processing time took freaking forever. So then people started like, you know, of course, like DMing and emailing me to find out when they're going to get their product. And then any customer who had issues with customer service, their customer service was also terrible. I later learned that they were really understaffed, but, you know, that damages my reputation. So the companies that you align with, do your due diligence. Find out by checking the Better Business Bureau, by looking on Yelp, by looking on Google, find out how do people view this company? Do they have exceptional customer service? Not just, is this a great product? Never, and I mean never, you will regret it if you ever partner with a brand just because the money's there or just because they're willing to send you free product. Ah, that's a question I was just answering. How do you figure out how much you should charge? Okay, so it depends, right? So if it's a brand that you're like, I love this brand, it's a big brand. Man, I can't even believe they're talking to me This is not exactly what I was hoping I would get paid, but gosh, this is a great opportunity for me to prove myself and show them that I'm I'm invested and I'm eager to work with them. Well, then yeah, accept a lower rate. I do that all the time. I mean, there are brands today that are on my list and they're on my list because I love the product and I know my audience would go crazy for it. Like, because they ask me about it all the time anyways. It's something that I already use. And sometimes those brands, they just, they don't understand the whole influencer marketing thing. They're reluctant to, or maybe they just don't need to. Like one of the brands that I keep pursuing and keep pursuing, they just keep coming back to me and saying, yeah, we don't need to do that. We're doing just fine. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's fine. I can handle the rejection, which leads me to my next question. Shalene, I am in Brand Deals 101. I love the course. However, I have such a difficult time when I get no reply from some of these brands. It feels like rejection. Jackie, I feel you. I know exactly what you're talking about. And there may be a couple of things happening here. So number one, you might be reaching out to companies that are so big that they're getting, I mean, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of these letters because it's really catching on. People are starting to understand, hey, I've got to go pitch myself to these brands, right? So they're getting more and more of these contacts And on top of that, there's the people who are already established influencers that they're working with. So you might just be pitching to companies that are so big, it's going to be very difficult to get their attention. Or you might be pitching to companies that are so small, they don't even understand how any of this works and they don't have the bandwidth to figure it out. So based on what I've just described for you, my recommendation would be 
if it's the later, if you think it's a smaller mom and pop type company who maybe doesn't have one key person on staff designated to work with influencers, well, then you want to make it super easy for them. It might be the CEO or a solopreneur who's getting your pitch letter and they're like, I don't even have time to deal with this right now. So make it super simple for them by laying it all out or even suggesting that you get on a 15-minute Zoom call where you're going to tell them exactly what type of return for their investment they're going to get. And as it pertains to out-and-out rejection, which I've had plenty of that myself, yeah, it can sometimes feel personal can tell you, especially so when you know that that brand has given somebody like one of your competitors a brand deal and you're like, I know that they have bought like almost half of their followers and their content isn't nearly as good. You know, you just have to remember, it's not about me. You have to think of yourself kind of as a product. It's a numbers game. So they're not saying anything about you as a person. A lot of times they're just looking at numbers or sometimes they've already spent their budget. The key to success, let me restate that, the key to getting more yeses is sending out more letters and sending letters to companies that are the right fit. You know, we always go for these big companies that we think have a large advertising budget. Maybe they do, but oftentimes the bigger the brand and the bigger the advertising budget, the further out they have already allotted those funds. My recommendation would be, especially if you're just getting started, look for small mom and pop brands. And don't just send a pitch letter. Do the things that we teach inside the course. If you love this company's product, like you are truly and honestly a fan and you know it's the right fit for your audience, then do more due diligence than you think you need to. I mean, follow them on every single platform. Send direct messages on every single platform. But don't forget that they might not even be running their own social media account. They might have you know, someone part-time or temporarily running their social media account. So that's not the only place where you should be pitching. You want to send pitch letters to all the right email addresses. You've got to do your due diligence to find that out. You need to know what's going on with the company. You need to find out maybe who are the founders or the creators and follow their personal accounts, not just the brand's account. Let me give you another personal example. One of our physical products, the Push Journal, we have an Instagram account for Push Journal. I don't operate that account. In fact, the gal who does oversee that account, she also oversees five other Team Johnson Instagram accounts. So number one, she's not going to see most of the DMs. She's going to see as many as she can, but it's also not her job to be communicating with possible influencers or affiliates. The other day, however, I got a DM just by chance from somebody who said, I love the Push Journal. It's changed my life. They have a really loyal and engaged following. I checked them out. I did my due diligence. And I said, send me an email because we'd love to work with you. And it was just by chance that I saw that DM because, again, I you know I get thousands of DMs per day. I'm not going to see most of them, but by chance I saw that one. But to be certain that somebody, the right people are going to see your pitch, you want to make sure you're looking at all of the email addresses. Like, do some private investigative work, but also don't forget to regularly interact with the brand, like share their content, like their content, comment, um, engage, you know, be the number one person. If it's a brand you really want to partner with, you've got to stand out because you keep showing up. Today's episode of Build Your Tribe is perfect because we are approaching the season where you've got to figure out what to buy your friends and family members, your coworkers, 
maybe some associates that you work with. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I just run out of great ideas. That is why you want to check out Uncommon Goods. This is a website that has so many amazingly high quality products that are completely unique. Oftentimes they're handmade. Most of them are made in the USA. Spend just a few minutes on their site and I promise you're going to get so many great ideas and it's a way to send a gift that people will not forget. Recently, we ordered customized cutting boards with matching handmade wine glasses. They were beautiful. They offer unique gifts in like every category you can possibly imagine, just about every price range you can think of. Also want you to check out their uncommon experiences because some people don't need more things, but it's great to give them a fun experience. Like they could learn how to mix cocktails or they could take a virtual class and learn how to arrange flowers. There's literally a gift for anyone and everyone. Get 15% off your next gift when you go to uncommongoods.com forward slash tribe. Again, that's uncommongoods.com forward slash tribe. And that's what gets you 15% off. This is a limited time offer, so don't miss out. Uncommongoods.com forward slash tribe. Oh, I love this question. So Julia asks, is it possible to make a five or even six figure income just getting affiliate links and sharing links to my stories? It is. But also, let me be frank with you. It is if you have a very loyal following and you're already the person who's constantly sharing and showing things on your stories or on your TikTok or on your Instagram that people are like, they love buying what you show, right? And not because you're always selling something. Rather, you want to be known as the person who has can't miss content because you're always providing value. Like here's how to do something. Here's a life hack. Here's this great bargain I found. Here's why I like this product over that product. Here's the greatest new release of such and such. Here's the unboxing of, don't forget, people freaking love to shop. People love to shop. You know that. I mean, how many times are you watching something on social media and it triggers you to be like, oh, I've got to go get something on Amazon, even if they don't post up a link. People love to shop. But what people don't like is when they're being sold to. And there are influencers, I'm doing air quotes, there are influencers out there who have lost that trust of their audience because it constantly feels like they're giving us their link, right? And and they're only talking about things that they make a couple of bucks off of. You can just tell that they're really not in it because, and they're not sharing these things because it makes you know, their followers' lives better. They're sharing these things because they're making money from it. And I think that there's a balance. I think it's great if you make money from an affiliate link, but it should be something that truly has made your life better. And that's the reason why you're sharing it. And perhaps that person gets a discount or or maybe you just want to tell them about it. But you've got to get in the habit of doing this all the time. So yes, you can make five, even six figures. I talked to a gal today who it's only been a year since she started using affiliate links. And she was like, at first I was too embarrassed to reach out to brands. So I just signed up to become an affiliate for like all these different companies. I started with Amazon and now just anytime I fall in love with something, I I reach out to the company, I get an affiliate link and she's making six figures just sharing affiliate links. So yes, it's possible, but you've got to be known for it. You can't just start sharing links and people are like, oh my gosh, look at this. No, you, you've got to build up 
a reputation of trust? Oh, I like this question. I think you're going to be very surprised by my answer. Shaleen, my name is Lauren, and I'm wondering if I have to have a niche before I can start reaching out to brands to get my brand deals. Okay, I know you guys, you think I'm going to say she needs to have a niche, but my answer to this question is not necessarily, okay, hold on, let me explain why. Yes, you need a niche if you want to grow faster, if you're trying to grow your following on TikTok, Instagram, you name it, at the moment, right? But brands don't care if you are just posting on a specific niche Typically, what they do want to know, however, is do you have a niche following? Is there a specific demographic who's looking at your content that matches with the demographic that they're trying to reach? And some of these really big mega influencers really don't have a niche. Their niche is like lifestyle, which isn't a niche. Like they, they show everything, right? But they, they already have a huge following. So most of them aren't trying to actively grow their following, and their following represents a specific niche. Now, I will say this. If you do have niche content, like let's say, for example, your content is you teach people you know, tips on how to win pickleball games. <laughs> I don't know. I've never played. Brock loves pickleball. But let's just say that your, your whole feed is devoted to mastering the game of pickleball. All right. Well, then you have a very specific niche and brands will pay a premium if your followers trust you and they're loyal and they're engaged. They will pay a premium because it's highly effective. Last question is from Brandy and she asks, why would brands be more interested in working with somebody with a smaller following? I've been focused exclusively on growing my Instagram following to over 100,000. And now to hear that brands are looking for people with smaller followings is a little bit discouraging. Can you please explain? All right, Brandy. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. I think that's awesome. So it depends, right? So it's not that brands are excluding people who are macro influencers, like, you know, 100,000 or more. It's that they see a better return when they're working with a smaller account because, and let me explain why, statistically speaking, an account that has over a million followers is going to get less than 0.9% engagement. An account that has a thousand followers or lower is going to get anywhere from seven to 11% engagement. So you can see they get better engagement. They can often get away with just sending free product because there's a whole bunch of people out there that are like, I'm an influencer. People are sending me free stuff. So it's not that they won't work with people with a bigger account. It's that they've learned a lot of larger influencers have either bought their followers, are buying engagement, or their following just is no longer active and engaged. And by that, I mean, of these mega influencers and macro influencers, 100,000 all the way up to a million plus, many of them have been doing this for a long time. There's not too many people who, you know, get a million followers overnight. So they've been doing it for a long time. So a lot of their following is has fallen off. Like maybe they followed them years and years ago and they've outgrown whoever this person is, right? They're not even interested in that person anymore. So now they're an inactive follower. And on top of that, many of these larger macro and mega influencers got caught up in selling things that they really didn't love or align with, and they lost the trust of their following. And once you've lost the trust of your following, brands, they see that there isn't a return on the investment. So they're having to pay these you know, celebrity influencers 
big bucks and they're not getting a return on their investment. So again, it's less about the number of followers you have and far more about the type of engagement that you're getting. If you're listening to this on Thursday, you might be in luck. I'm doing a free workshop teaching people exactly the process to start getting your own brand deals. If that's something you would like to learn more about, check the show notes. So all you do is kind of swipe up on the show art, whatever podcast app you're listening in on, and right up at the top of our show notes, you'll see a link there. You can click on that. It's a free workshop, so all you have to do is drop your email address in there, and hopefully I will see you tonight. Listen, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and I appreciate your questions, but now we're done. 